Hi, everyone, and welcome to Hear, Hear, my audiobook podcast. I'm Dan Masterton, and for season two, I'll be reading you my second fiction story, Abundance, Not Scarcity. Here's a quick preview of what's in store by taking a sneak peek at chapter one. The prayer service flew by pretty quickly, which gave way to a distinct ritual of Compline. One monk, from his place in the cloister, calmly approached the guest seating and lifted the latch of the gate to allow it to swing open. He gestured to those gathered there to come forward. The monastery's abbot was waiting at the head of the aisle of choir stalls to offer an evening blessing. Noah and the others popped up, and in a way visually similar to the communion lines at Sunday Mass, joined a slow march further into the chapel. As people approached, the abbot silently nodded and moved his hand through a sign of the cross in the air just over each person's head. Many people bowed slightly. When he reached the front, Noah followed suit. He almost didn't notice the humble, white-cloaked, and black-vested man blessing him because he had reached the heart of the chapel and was too busy taking in the sights of the chapel. Replete with stony browns and grays, the chapel was an extension of the stark and sparse simplicity of the men whose prayer sustained it. Its tall ceilings invited the upward gaze, and its long corridor shape drew one's eyes to a simple metal tabernacle and its signature red-cylindered flame. Noah took it all in as he looped back out of the choir area, noticing the different ways the monks arranged their prayer books, pens, and papers in each of their areas. The other men from his group had grabbed their winter gear and continued past their previous seats to a staircase that headed up. Noah went with the flow and found the group reassembling in the lofted gallery which sat just above where they had previously sat, overhanging the guest seating and bringing its occupants even a bit closer to the air that received the monks' steady chants. The men were spreading out a bit in the gallery pews, while Father Ambrose situated himself at the front, leaning back against the front wall as he watched his group settle. Now past 8 p.m., the monks had retired to personal prayer and rest. Their departure left the chapel empty, silent, and lit only by dimmed ceiling lights, and the steady flicker of a single red candle in the distance. Father Ambrose broke the silence with a gentle tone and robust but muted speech. Thank you everyone for coming here and joining in this experience. While we common observance monks don't live this daily life, there's something that feels so natural and welcome to my spirit in coming here. And it's such a gift that these Trappist men offer the church. I hope you got a chance to notice how easy prayer can be when you don't try to be too loud or too self-focused when you instead listen to what's going on around you. Selfishly, I hope for this experience to be a springboard to re-engaging more with the Academy. Generally, though, I just hope most of all that it's a way to renew and deepen your lives of prayer, to learn to do a lot by doing much less, and or perhaps even by doing very little. That old monk can turn a phrase, Noah thought. Can someone be an old soul and not look or act old at all? I thought we could end each of our days here with a simple reflection and a meditation. The structure of prayer here immerses us in the Psalms, and I don't think much needs to be added. All I'd like to do is invite you into other treasured places in the scripture. So take this for whatever you will this evening, Father Ambrose offered. I invite you to enter into this last part with me however you are comfortable. Noah had found gentle peace at each step of the way since he stood up from the dinner table, and he found it because he simply followed a trusted path through the wilderness into God's holy place following the simple habits of men who had set themselves apart for prayer. Why stop now, Noah thought. Father Ambrose began. Imagine, you are out in the wilderness, 
You are on a good-sized hill, and as you look around in front of you, you can see down a bit from your high point. He took deliberate breaths at each comma. Gaps of quiet air spaced out each sentence. The monk was in no rush. Down to your right, there's an open clearing. The meadow is green with the life of the earth. You can see little creatures scurrying about. Rabbits are running. Squirrels are foraging. Creatures are moving through the lowlands of the wilderness. Before you is a winding river, narrow and shallow, but flowing strongly with rushing water through the quiet of nature. The water splashes into rapids on a rocky outcropping off the coast of the river, and the white water makes a noticeable sound as it splashes past. Off to your left are some trees, enough to comprise a small forest. The branches and greenery reach high into the sky. You can see a worn trail weaving its way into the dark of the woods, a path where the plants and grasses give way to the worn flat dirt paved by many footsteps. Shrubs and bushes dot the forest floor beneath the tall trees, and the evergreens make the air smell of fragrant pine. As you survey the landscape, you feel drawn to turn and continue onward and upward, to climb to greater heights. Turning from this scene to look behind you, before you now is a small mountain. The path to ascend is clear and walkable, so you climb up. Weaving back and forth on the switchback trail, you slowly ascend to higher and higher heights. As you round a big bend, the trail has you facing the same landscape again. There before you, you can see the open meadow, the rushing river, and the quiet woods. Father Ambrose let this image breathe a bit, as he noticed that most of the men, including Noah, were sitting quite still with closed eyes. Charitably, he presumed that they all must be deep in prayer, but in his wisdom, he thought of confrères that can't help but drift to sleep for its peaceful adjacence to silent prayer, and assumed some of these young men had taken that path too. Nonetheless, his mood, tone, and delivery were unaffected. Ambrose was a pro. He steadily continued. Noah was right there with him. Starting to feel the fatigue in your legs, the mild exertion of the uphill climb, you look on the trail for a peaceful refuge. You also notice that rain clouds are gathering, and the graying sky appears a little ominous. Beside you is a shallow cave, whose alcove allows you to look out over the wilderness. So you step off the path and nestle yourself under the rocky overhang, where a flat slab of rock inside offers a seat with a temporary roof over your head. It serves as a comfortable, sheltered place to rest. You catch your breath. Your muscles begin to relax. Your body relishes the rest. Enjoying the quiet, you start to think of God and how he is with you. Just then, the sky opens up and begins to pour rain down on the wilderness. As the rain falls, the river starts to rush harder. The water is ripping through the valley at a furious rate, and the rocky rapids are five times louder with the water racing now. You listen for God in the rush of the river, but God does not speak. Father Ambrose let that line breathe. Then he reset his rhythm and continued. The heavy clouds are thickening into the gray giants that bring storms, and as the rain falls hard, the sky rips out a giant crack of thunder. As the thunder rumbles in the distance and rolls closer over you, you listen for God in the roar of thunder, but God does not speak. 
As the thunder rolls through, the sky is flashing brightly with lightning. You marvel as a bolt of electricity surges from cloud to cloud in the distance, lighting up the valley of wilderness. As you search the sky for another flash, your eyes catch a bolt as it crackles down toward the earth, from cloud to ground. The bolt strikes a dried, branchy tree on the near end of the valley, and the branches ignite. The bits of leaves still on the limbs shrivel into flame, and the tree's branches start to burn. The wood crackles beneath the flame. The bright yellows and oranges of the burn illuminate the fresh darkness of the valley. You listen for God in the crackling fire, but God does not speak. The gray of the sky slowly but surely moves away to the east, and the rains recede with it. The fiery tree has been extinguished by the last of the downpouring rain. The thunder rolls into the distance until its sounds can be heard no more. The rushing river slows to its former pace. Before the birds come chirping to signal the end of the storm, there is a calm silence in the air. Father Ambrose said with slowed pace, really going one sentence at a time now. And in the palpable quiet that follows the storm, you lean forward from your alcove, out into the stark calm, and from your rocky perch on this mountainside, you listen for God once more. Father Ambrose intended to let this be the last words he said, knowing full well this is when, in the first book of Kings, God speaks to Elijah in a still, small voice in the silence. Father Ambrose leaned back slightly on the railing. He glanced back and forth across the two dozen men scattered throughout the gallery pews. Father Ambrose turned inward to offer his own prayers of gratitude for these exemplary Trappist monks and for these young men gathered before him. Meanwhile, Noah had walked the meditative road. He had watched the tumult from that mountain cave. He saw the storm recede. He felt the quiet both in his mind and in the monastery air. His body was as still as his spirit, as he imagined the calmed scene of that wilderness. Noah spiritually leaned into the rare air with a listening ear and heart. He inhaled the quiet, not expecting to hear anything, but nothing. Then a voice said to him, clear as that sky after the storm, What are you doing here? Noah jumped in his pew. His body's total rest spasmed into a lurch of his limbs and a twist of his neck as he looked quickly to his side. It was not unlike the physical actions when someone wakes up from a dream in which they are falling. Noah saw nothing but the vacant pew and the steadfast stone walls around him. A few nearby men glanced his way through the briefly interrupted quiet. Father Ambrose darted a gentle but furrowed look Noah's way. He must have dozed off, the monk thought. Oh well. Noah all but expected to see that someone had sat down close by in the pew beside him and started to talk. When he realized the row was as empty as it was when the meditation began, he turned to look forward again. His eyes focused past the grainy silhouettes of the men in his group and the gentle figure of his old headmaster in the foreground. All he saw, glimmering at the distant end of the chapel, was the single abiding light of the flickering red candle accompanying the tabernacle and the Blessed Sacrament. That's all for this preview from Chapter 1. 
Hopefully that short passage whets your appetite to hear or read more. Remember that you can find the order form for the paperback or the folder with the free ebooks at my link tree at linktr.ee slash danmasterton. Hope you come back soon to start listening to the book or start digging into the ebooks and that you'll stick around at the end of each chapter for a bonus reflection. May we all identify and come to understand God's ongoing invitations for each of us. Cheers. Instrumentals for this podcast were improvised and performed by Jason Pham.